Today on the AV Podcast, I'm joined by Bill Gagne of the Royal City Hoops Podcast as we break down our own top five lists of the most intriguing players of the upcoming NBA season. Now, I, I purposely left this open-ended without a definite explanation, so our list is as completely different as different can get. Um, I won't get into it too much further. I want you to listen to it. Uh, so I appreciate you in advance for checking out this special Saturday episode of the AV. I'm hopefully eating this with a balanced breakfast while you're listening. All of my shows on Sasha Rav Radio are available wherever you listen to podcasts, from Apple Podcasts and Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Alexa, and anywhere else you get to check out my shows. Listen, rate, review, share, and subscribe. Uh, hit the like button, the favorite button, and if you see them five stars, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, click all of them until your index finger gets really sore. Well, okay, maybe, maybe not sore, but until it feels like it's gotten a proper workout. And also dive into my catalog at SouthSharav.com, literally for all of my episodes, including the upcoming NBA season preview on Monday and Tuesday. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. Now, this episode is recorded literally, and I mean literally, right before Kyrie Irving did his IG Live, like right before, just to give it proper context. And also, this podcast contains explicit language, just in case you're planning on blasting this on the Bluetooth speakers with your kids around. I'm trying to be a responsible adult. <laughs> it's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Good morning. And why is my peppermint tea cold? Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. I'm joined today by the the host of the World City Hoops podcast. Uh, I think the last time he was on, we were talking about uh, we're basically crowning Giannis for everything that we saw <laughs> from Game Six of the NBA Finals this past summer. Uh, but please welcome yeah. back Bill Gagne to the show. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good, man. This is this is a this is a uh, a first for me, man, because normally when I do my my NBA season previews, I've been doing it every year since I started the pod and. I always just do two. The um, we break down each conference. I'm, I'm doing it again, so those ones will be out Monday and Tuesday. But this is right. the first. This is the first time I'm adding a third component to it. Ooh, I'm honored. Damn it, you should be. Damn it, you should. Be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of figured, you know, I was, I was trying to think of many ways to like kind of spin it and. You know, I was thinking about teams, you know, favorite teams you want to watch. And I was ah, you know, we've everybody kind of does that. But I, I figured just to kind of keep a little open ended and do the um, our, our list of basically like our five most intriguing players that we have looking forward to the season. Like we just make a quick list, uh, you know, quick hitters, not even really quick hitters, but ranking them from like from five to number one. And it could be a range of a combination of who you think is people you're looking to, to see the most like in terms of excitement who are you looking forward to seeing in terms of players who have the most questions you know ones who have more controversy we think the players are going to make a certain type of leap to make it to the next level so it's, it's kind of a little open-ended it's, it could be all in one it could be either one of those you know so especially with you know the news that came out this week about Ben Simmons suddenly showing up to camp in Philadelphia and then Kyrie Irving essentially being told to stay home. Like, there's yeah. a lot of drama this week. Very much so. Very much so. And it could change the landscape of the East. 
you know, in much, oh, in way 100%. more ways than, yeah, and, and, and way more ways than what we thought even just a couple of days ago. Seeing that was, like I said, we're going to rank them from, from five to one. Um, I'm going to start with the guest first. <laughs> oh, see, I, mean, I was really confused whether you meant by intriguing because there's players like there's guys I'm always excited to watch. Like I'm all, everybody's excited to watch Luca. Everybody's excited to watch the big names. You know, there's questions about all of those guys. But I probably went a little more undercover than you probably are thinking. You don't, so, know, you don't know my list, bro. We, I don't know you listen. No, I'm totally judging you. I'm so I'm, I was totally in the dark. So I was like sitting there looking at all these rosters, going, "What does he mean by intriguing?" And I've got a list of like 25 memes on here. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I'm going to start, and I'm going to do. I'm really interested, and I don't know a lot about him, but I I keep hearing things, and the everything I. I he is really excited. And before you, you before you give me that answer, is this like your fifth, yeah. your, your the person like this is the fifth person on your list going down? This is my number five. Okay. This is my number five. Okay, I got you. Uh, is he's a rookie with Oklahoma City? Is Josh Giddy, the six eight Aussie kid? Mm, okay. um, I'm really interested to see how his size and floor game translates. He's going to be force fed minutes. It'll be really interesting to see how he shakes up because I've seen some summer league of him and some preseason of him, and it looks like he knows what he's doing. You know, he doesn't play rushed. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. Good size, good court vision. Well, he's about you know, six, eight, and it, you said? he's about six eight, right? Six seven, six eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, he's really a playmaking. I mean, back in the day, he would have been a small forward, and now he's he's a guard wing. So I'm excited to see how he works out. I mean, that would require me to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder play a lot of games, which is probably not something I want to do. Uh, they are going to get roasted on a regular basis. Oh, very much. So. But I think I think he's a nice piece. Uh, you know, so we'll see how that work shakes out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I I saw a little bit of him just from highlights and stuff. I didn't get a chance to. He's one of the the rookies I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of, just from preseason and and even like the summer league and stuff. And I know I I caught a, a little bit of, of of him in the Olympics. Um, yeah, but he, yeah, I mean, the, he's got talent though. You know, I I do like the pick. Like it's it's you know it's where Oklahoma City is now. They got to kind of just. You take who you take, man. And they got so many picks. You can gamble on a couple of them, although I don't think this is necessarily a, a, a huge gamble. But, you know, no, we don't really no. know who he is in terms of, like, just the public perception of him. But, I mean, he, the kid, the kid's got some talent. Like, I'm not – like, when you see the highlights and you see his package, you're like, you know what, I, I understand why they, would, why they would take him. Like, you could definitely see the potential of where he can go, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're going to put multiple playmakers on the floor – He's big, he's switchable, you know, he'll figure out how to play defense, he can shoot it a little bit. I think that'll be the one that that I don't know how well will translate. Can he really shoot it or not? We don't know yet. Like I do like from what I saw, I do like his game. I just have to I haven't had a chance to sit and watch their, their preseason games to be honest with you. So I'm probably gonna catch more of their games when the season starts. Um but mm. you're right though, there, there are gonna be a ton of minutes. They got like five million draft picks, so you know, again, like you may as well, 
throw the wet paper towel against the wall and see what sticks. You know, they got so much yeah. picks to play with. You know, we're, we're in full rebuilding mode. You may as well. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're if you're a Thunder fan, man, it's going to be a while before the team gets good. That's the only thing. You know what? I mean, in today's NBA, it can turn around quick. If those two guys hit and they got another, you know, Lou Dort was one of the guys who didn't make my list, but I is is was just on the outside. If those three guys are playable players, you know, they got enough picks and enough young bodies that they can make some trades and they can be good in a hurry. So you think what this season is is kind of like their their oh this season is a little fire. Bit? No, oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't. When I say when I say fork in the road, yeah, it's probably closer to the dumpster fire than fork in the road. But what I mean by fork in the road is just in the sense of if you can see like, okay, this nucleus is something. Say they they luck up and they win thirty, you know, they say like thirty three, thirty four games. Like, do you yeah. start looking at like next season? Hmm, maybe we should flip one of these picks and you know the you know the, you know we own the picks one from fifteen in the two thousand twenty seven draft. <laughs> do we do we start trading some of these away and, and start getting some vets to try to make the score better right now? You I, mean, I mean, like I mean, you, you wait and see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly they have the ability to, with all the assets that they have, change their team quickly. And who knows? You know, Shea is is a gamer. You know, you and I both like his game. Uh, Josh Giddy, if he turns into something, if Lou Dortz. Uh, previous season last year was not an anomaly. There's three solid NBA players, and you have, you know, what do they have? 18 picks over the next three yeah. years or something, or like, or like 45 something. I don't know. They, I think they own yeah. the 2025 draft, like one through 18 or something. I don't know. And, and and they can take on salary, so you know it all it all depends who becomes available and all that stuff. But yeah, I I think I don't know if it's the fork in the road, but. It, it can change very quickly. It could become that fork very quickly if these guys are for real. I like so far that our list is, I feel like our list is going to be very different. And I like that. I, I like that it's very different. So don't, don't feel pressured by who, am I, who I'm going to say in terms of most intriguing players and stuff on my, on my end. But I, 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 like, I, I like that it's very different. That's all good with me. That's, that's kind of what I wanted, actually. I wanted it to be, you know, <laughs> I don't want our, our list to be the same. It could be vastly different. You know, as long as we could talk about it, it's all good. Um, so number five is LeBron James. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. It's not LeBron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my fifth most intriguing player that I want to see this year um, is Zach Levine. And okay. the reason why is because, I mean, we know he's an unbelievable athletic talent. And I think right now his skills in the last few years has, has caught up with with his athleticism, which is I don't think a lot of people predicted that really and truly because I think people just had him as a dunker. But I, I don't know. I, I liked what I saw when he was coming out of UCLA. I was like, he's got some sort of skill to him. If he could be on the right team in the right situation, you know, I, I think this could be something for him, right? There's been a lot of talk of him coming out of the Olympics and changing his mindset. He, up until the Olympics, had not won four games in a row since he was at UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time, you know. No, I, so, I, absolutely, and 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 that's one of the things too, right? Like, to be honest, not not just that. I think this is probably the most that Olympic experience is probably the most winning he's done, probably since high school. 
Oh, like really, truly. Because even UCLA, they didn't have a great year that year that he was there. They weren't great. No. You know, I think they might have made the tournament. I think. I can't remember just off the top of my head. But, I mean, it wasn't great. I thought he would have been a sneaky trade candidate for Ben Simmons. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, well, no, no, actually, no. I, I didn't think so just because once they got Lonzo Ball, I think both of them are kind of redundant. You know, at that at that point, like once they signed Lonzo to that deal, I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that happening. But I mean, I think for him, just being around, you know, just being around winning and being around winning for the first time since high school, I think is big for him. And and being around like KD, Draymond Green, just in terms of the winning um, Lillard, like just being around other great players, watching how they train, how they prepare, you know. I think that's kind of like a great thing for him too. So to to kind of touch on your point of just you know his mindset changing, you know, and 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 to me, there's always a player or two that that make that leap from the Olympics, right? Especially when they win, and to me, he's my nominee for that because yeah. not just the fact that he got to play meaningful winning games and then it resulted in a gold medal, but I mean, there was times where pops was throwing him in as a defensive stopper, and he committed to it. You know, and, and I think he played better D during that experience than pretty much his whole career because he was never known as a defender, and he kind of he committed no. to that through that experience. So I thought that was actually that was actually pretty important. Well, I have a, I would say I have well two reasons another another two reasons why I think where the motivations are for him. Uh, number one, <laughs> he's in his contract year. <laughs> That's probably yeah. the most important thing. Um, but I think also though the Bulls there. They want to sign him back. You know what I mean? Like, he wants to get the max. That's why, you know, they they um, they kind of left the extension off the table for now because he wants to, you know, mm. bet on his name and kind of play it out a little bit. But the way the Bulls have kind of, like, built around him, you know what I mean? Because they built around him with the intention that he's going to stay, you know, by picking up Caruso, picking up, um, you know, uh, Nikola Vucevic last year, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know picking up Lonzo Ball scooping up the Rosen, those moves were I made think, to like to solidify something there. You know what I mean? Like I think when you look at that roster now, yeah. like, nobody's laughing you out the room if you say that they're gonna make the playoffs. No, no. The question is where they land, right? And I think I think the the DeMar signing was a little bit of a hedge going into his contract year of what's gonna happen, right? They don't know he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. So I think signing DeMar was also a bit of a short-term hedge on whether he stays or goes. Yeah, but the funny thing is, you know, prior to DeRozan going to the Spurs, I would never think those two would play together. But because of how DeRozan kind of evolved, you know, as a better all-around player, like playing with Pops, now I I see them being able to play together easily. You know. Well, you know, DeMar had some really good playmaking skills when he was at Toronto, and that was always underserved. Sure, he's not great defensively, but good half-court offensive player, and, right. and can fit, especially now that he's older, he's not going to want to, you know, he realizes he's not going to play 40 minutes and be the go-to guy, right? Right. Yeah, he's going into year 13, I believe, so. You know, it's, <laughs> Hard to believe. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? But it, 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 yeah. it is, though. You know, but like I said, I think they, they the way the the Bulls build their roster, just from the players, coaching staff, front office, 
Like it's mm. to me, it sets up well for a playoff spot. So I kind of want to see what he, what he, what he does because I think all, all the, all, everything that he's experienced with the team and with you know Team USA, I think it it breeds well for him. You know what I mean? Like, for and, sure. I, and I think he has a chance to be a leader for a playoff squad with a team that's that's ready to be built around him. I, the only thing I, I, other than wanting to see how he responds is I want to see if he can stay healthy because when I looked this up. You know, he only played 82 games once, and he's only played over 75 games twice in his career. Yeah. He's, he's usually missed a, you know, a pretty good amount of games every year, right? So, like, yeah. that's the other thing, too. Can he stay healthy? Can he play 75-plus games this year? Because if he does, they're definitely making I – would, I would at least give them a sixth seed. You know what I mean? Like, if he if he can do that. So, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what comes out of them. But, like – yeah, I would say number five is Levine for me right now. Um, so who's who's your number? It's def- is, is it different? Is, is it different so far? I would say so. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All of us think are going to be really different. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm, that's fine. That's fine. I like it. I like it. Who's your number four? My number four is somebody that I have been very low on but has an opportunity now because he was traded, and it's Kyle Kuzma. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, actually. I want to hear something, but that was a good one. I mean, you've heard. I, I've never been high on him, but everybody has—I shouldn't say everybody—but experts and people have said, you know, he's got the tools. He can shoot it. He can defend. But you know, he's playing in LA. He's under. You know, he's not getting a chance to spread his wings. Not a lot of shots. And I'm like, well, you know what? He's going to get that in Washington, and at, at the low end, at the at the floor of his potential, he's a solid rotational NBA player. You know, mm-hmm. at the top end of his potential, he's a high end role player, three and D guy with you know potential All Star uh, selection if he's on a good team, right? You know. Remember years ago, Atlanta had four guys go to the All-Star game uh, because they were so good. He, he kind of fits that mold. I don't think he was always going to create his own shot of time. But as somebody who can make your team better, I think we're going to find out what he really is. Washington is probably going to be better than people think. They have a ton of decent NBA players. But he really is going to get a lot of, a lot of looks to be you know, he, he. I think he could either be a twenty-point-a-game scorer on solid efficiency if he's really the player that is at the top end of that ceiling, or he's a twelve, thirteen-point-a-game scorer who's going to get exposed in extended minutes. You know, I, I'm really quote unquote intrigued to see what happens with this opportunity for him. That's interesting that you think that way, though, because I would say that. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you would say that he like he you, you don't think he can create off the dribble. I, I it's funny because I I think offensively before LeBron got there, I think he was probably on his way to being like a a 20 plus game scorer. But I think you know playing with like and I, I know I know I've said this on previous podcasts. Not everybody can play with LeBron, right? Like no, no, that's and, and, I, and I think he's one of those guys where I think it actually. You know, he. Um, don't don't get me wrong. I think he learned a lot from him in terms of winning and you know commitments and playing defense, all that stuff. But you know, it. But some but some players, it, it hurts their progress more than it helps. 
You know, and, and I, yeah, really I feel like he's one of those players. That's why I wasn't mad that he got traded to Washington. I'm like, I actually think that's probably a good thing for him. I think at that stage, if he was going to be a 20-point-a-game scorer, it was going to be empty calories. It, was, it wasn't going to be impacting winning mm-hmm. in the sense because if he's your go-to, one of your go-to offensive players, I think you're in trouble. Whereas if he's one of your complimentary guys, if he's your third, fourth, fifth guy, you got a pretty good team. And that's fine. Like him being a third scorer on a on a on a good team or a really good team, I think that's fine. But I, I, yep. I but I can see him like on this team, like I know you you're saying at worst it could be twelve to thirteen. I I'll be shocked if it goes there, to be honest with you. That's actually a good pick for for, yeah. for your list. That's actually a pretty good pick because I honestly I was saying when they when they got traded, I I can see him doing at least twenty. You know, I could see him doing it. We'll see how it uh, shakes out because you know who knows, like the development of uh, of Hachimura, like to see if that that comes up. Yep. Well, Spencer Dinwiddie's gonna get touches. You know what I mean? Like, so we got to see how how it works out. But like I I, I see success from like I'm not saying he's gonna make the All Star game or anything like that, but. I, like, I don't think he's going to, you know, some people have him uh, yeah. like, yo, he's going to fall off once he goes to Washington. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. And it, it's, I think the question for me is, is the issue consistency in his part? Or is it that his role has been inconsistent? So we're going to get some clarity here because of the opportunity he has, whether it, he's just up an up and down player, or is it the fact that he hasn't been able to be in a solid situation where somebody has said, this is your role, and this is going to be a role, go get it. You know, so, and, and this plays to your point, you know, it's hard to play with LeBron because LeBron's going to put you in a little box and say, you do what I tell you. And that's, you know, they won a championship, so it was successful. But in other ways, it can be a little stifling. Right. He's not a KCP, like KCP's his teammate now in Washington, but he's not a three, and I don't think he's a three and D guy. You know I, mean? I think he's a little bit more than that. You yeah, know? I, think, I think he is more than that. Personally, I I do think he's more than that. I like your pick. I like that one. I like it. But it's yeah. I think I think he's gonna. I can see him uh, like surprising people this year with the 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 success that he has. Watch him average like ten. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but it's funny because I I think he's um the one thing I'll say too is I I feel like. Him coming out of L.A. and getting out of that whole Hollywood kind of, you know, like that kind of lifestyle, yeah. which I think he was trying to grasp at. Like, and don't get me wrong, you you know, because of social media and wherever, it, you know, how life is now, private jet life and everything else, especially if you're living in L.A., you could always touch that Hollywood scene. But at the same yeah. time, I think him being away from it, you know, for for like a lengthy period of time, I don't I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for him. You know? No, no, no. And, you know, you grow as a person and you grow up and all those things change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you want well, hmm. What's my number four pick? Um, let's see if you would have thought about this one. Um, my number four pick, he averaged 19, four and seven, seven and a half assists during the regular season. And he averaged 35 and eight in the playoffs. Take a wild guess who this, this this player might be. Thirty-five and eight is Paul George. No, uh, Ja Morant. Ja, Ja Morant. Really? Yeah. So All I right, make your, make your case. Make my case. Okay, so I I have him fourth because 
So there's a couple of things. So I think for him, there's a real there's an opportunity for him to make a leap to creep closer to those elite like point guards that's above him right now. And the way his mental makeup is set up, he's already he already plays with like a, a, a fearlessness. And the way he's looked in the preseason so far, if he can stay healthy, like I think his play alone can elevate the Grizzlies a little bit further. I know they got a little bit of injuries. I think Dylan Brooks is probably missing the first like two, three weeks of the season, I think at least, probably not a month. Right? I think he fractured mm-hmm. his hand or something like that. So that's going to hurt them a little bit, though. John Morant is electric. Oh, my God. You're, just, you're watching going, like, what is he going to do next? It's a, it's a different kind. Like, I watch Luca with that same curiosity, like, man, what's he going to do next? But with John, you're like, is he going to jump over the the whole team or what's going to happen? You know, he, he just, he, his energy is so contagious, even through your television screen, that it's really hard not to be like, who's that guy? You know? and, and when you watch Grizzly games, like he comes at everybody. Like there's, yeah. there's no, like even from his rookie year, because I remember the, I remember the, where I was, I never, I mean, a lot of us didn't see him in college. I saw the one or two playoff games that he had, I mean, uh, tournament games that he had in, in, during March Madness, but, the, right. the first time I saw him play was, um, I believe it was against, I want to say it was against Brooklyn because he was playing against Kyrie. And Kyrie was being Kyrie, you know what I mean, against him. Just, just <laughs> jotting back down. Even from like, you know, this was probably like the first month of his rookie. See, he did not back down at all. I think, I think matter of fact, if I remember correctly, they won the game. But to go to overtime, I think Kyrie had a situation where he had, you know, he had the game-winning shot on him, and he blocked his shot. You know, and, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that. But like, yeah, he, he, like, he's had that dog in him from day one. That fearlessness is is crazy. Like when you look at his size, like he's not a big guy at all, man. So the way he goes after like seven footers to dunk on them and stuff, I'm like, man, <sighs> it's it's a different. I mean, it's a different time because you know, 15 years ago they were gonna take him out. But they they can't really do that the same way now. They just have to block him and not just like send them four yeah. rows in the stands. Well, I mean, you think about it. Steve Francis was probably similar, you know, in terms of going at big guys and right. similar. But Steve Francis was a little thicker too, though. Yeah, maybe not quite as slight, but not that big either. And then also too, just to touch on what I was saying before with the with the playoff run, like like that series. I mean, it only went five games, but the way he went at Utah, he averaged thirty five rebounds, eight assists. His shooting splits was actually better in the playoffs in that five game series than it was in the regular season. Um, yeah. So to me, like, he wanted it. Yeah. Oh my God, he really did, and the, and the whole team did. Like they they, I don't even know if it's a grit and grind culture, but if it's like maybe it's a grit and grind remix because all those you know Zebo and all those guys are gone now, but like they've definitely encompassed something. You know what I mean? Where they don't believe, like they believe they're going to win every game. Doesn't matter who it is. Like they, you watch the way yeah. they they walk. Like they, everybody has that same chest out, shoulders back. Like they're they, they don't care. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. he kind of like he kind of like because of who he is as a point guard. Like he encompasses that the best. But they all kind of have that spirit with them. So you know if they can get a healthy year out out of out of, out of Jaron Jackson, man, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting for real. But you you said it right there. He is to me the linchpin of what they are going to do and what they're going to be going forward. You know, if he can play 70, 72 games and be healthy for those 70, 72 games, mm-hmm. that's a big difference 
as opposed to him playing in the 50s and being gimpy for most of those games, yeah. you know? I totally agree. I totally agree. But, like, what the last thing I'll say about Ja, like, to me, he if you remember from the playoffs, you know, this uh, this past year, he represents to me, like, there's a new energy that's here. I can't even say it's coming. I think it's here. And he kind of represents that energy, from especially from the younger player perspective. And you saw it beautifully last year's playoffs. Like, those guys, especially like um, like a Luka, like a Trey, like Trey Young, what he showed you, you know, even like a John Moran, even though he got knocked out the first round, but like even for them to get in the play-in game and they went on the road and beat Golden State when Steph Curry was like NBA jam on fire type levels that whole year. Yep. The way he plays, it, it kind of represents that I want it now kind of feeling. You know what I mean? Like they're not, this is not a situation where it's like, yeah, I'll, you know, in three, four years, all oh, this league's going to be mine. Like they're trying to own this league now. Like that's the feeling yeah. I kind of get with those guys. You know what I mean? So it's it, like it was beautiful to watch. Like I enjoyed the playoffs a lot because of that. Like that that new energy is here. It's not waiting to like yeah. oh like it's it's budding, it's it's sprouting. You know, in a couple of years it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to watch. No, no, no. They're they're they want it now. They want it right now. Yeah. And the problem with the West is it's a total bloodbath. <laughs> but the, but the scary thing is is I think he wants the bloodbath. He's got his sword in oh, like Game of Thrones. He's got his sword and shield. He's ready to go. I, I don't think it bothers him. I, I think it's it's important if you're an outsider looking in to be realistic and say, the future is bright, but the future is not here. And it's great to love the fact that he wants it now. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, but again, they're not built for that, you know? So it, totally electric. I totally love what you're saying about him and, and agree on all points just as a team. Uh, and again, you and I have talked about this in the past. It's really hard to be that one transformational guy. You can still be great and never be that good. Like Luca to me, you know, you're going to watch. He's the one where you're going, yeah, he, he can drag his team to a fourth or fifth seed, even if they're not that good. You know, and he doesn't even know what he's doing yet. You watch Zion, and you're like, man, he he could be a monster if he can stay healthy. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think Ja is as great as he is to me. He's just, and maybe this year he shows different, and he he just comes at you, but he's just that step below those guys, which is no slight. That's no shame. I'm not trying to put him down, but it it just goes to show you how hard it is to be that next level dude. You know, and and especially in the West, especially yeah. in the West, but. Oh yeah, but like I said, just just how bad he wants it. Like I'm intrigued to see if it happens from this year, where he's if he, if he ends up making an All Star game, which to me is a major motivation for excuse me, a major motivation for him because he's up for a rookie extension after this season, so we can get oh, yeah. that huge boost. You know, like even if if he makes an All Star game, he's gonna get his max, which would be like five years, one seventy. Like that's that's what he's looking yeah. at. If he's you know, and and I don't even think he necessarily needs to make an All Star game because I think Memphis is going to stand by him. But that's something that he can he can go for like almost immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. So like the fact yeah. that like that's like you know kind of waiting in the in the distance for him too. And I don't know if he's a player that's necessarily motivated by money. You know what I mean? Like or or like he doesn't he doesn't seem like that contract year type of guy. But you know, but no, I mean when. 
when you're that good and 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 you're you're showing those things in the playoffs, I mean, a lot of these guys, it's no longer about the money. And, you know, oh, there's certain know. ones, yes, but yeah. it's not like he doesn't. He's not going to get paid. You know. Yeah, and he knows he's going to get it. Like I think he knows he knows it's yeah. there. But I mean, God forbid he lucks up and and gets like. Say he has a, a wild a wild year where he gets like third team all NBA or something like that. Now he's looking at two hundred million. Well, I don't think he's eligible I for I that. I no, I, I think you know he. You can be. You, the the escalators has to be if you win one of the league awards, like if you win MVP, if yeah. you're an All Star starter, or if you make one of the All NBA teams. If you do that during your rookie contract, you're eligible for that max. Luca just got the big. Max, right. but Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons got the quote unquote fun max. You know, like it's like 130 million over four years. Right, but so the, like, but the reason that would be somewhere in between. But the reason being is because Ben Simmons, during his rookie contract, he got. He, I think he made an All Star game, but he didn't start. Luca started no. and he made All NBA. Right, even Trey Young. Yeah, Trey yeah, Young, yeah, Trey yeah. Young only made. Trey Young didn't make it all NBA team since he's been in the league, but he was an all-star starter. Yeah. So that's why he got the same money yeah. that Luca got, right? And then plus the playoffs, obviously, too. But but yeah. like it just those things kind of open up, right? So if he can luck around and get one of those, get like a spot like that. I don't I don't don't get me wrong, I don't think he will. But I mean, if he does, I think the floor for him right now is five one seventy. But that could easily go to about two ten, you know, if if he can, you know. God forbid starting an all-star game, which I don't see happening in the West, or, you know, make a third team all NBA. Like that would be crazy for him. Um Yeah, no. Trey Trey Young got the hundred and seventy million dollar contract. No, he got two oh seven. I'm looking at it right now. You sure? I just Googled it. Yeah, man. Trey Young, really? You sure? Because I, I sw- because I remember looking at that like, wow, we got the same money Luca got. That's crazy. Do I have to send you a screenshot? <laughs> you you might have to. Because <laughs> I just, I just punched in Trey Young contract, and it said Young's contract is worth $170 million. Five-year extension. Um, um, okay, I'm reading this right now. Trey Young and the Hawks have agreed to reach an agreement on a five-year extension worth 207 What's yours on? Uh, Sports Illustrated. Hold on. Let me, I'm on hoop site. Let me really look at this here. I'll send you the link. You know what? As as you're you're announcing your number three pick, um, you know the number three selection. You're gonna send me the link. I'm gonna send you the link. <laughs> I'm gonna send you um, the link. Okay. Um. So what I have my number three pick is a bit of a homer pick, but at the same time, really sneaky. Uh, it's Precious Achua for the Raptors. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, all right, let's different. I like this. I like this. I saw him in Miami and thought, you know, he played very steady, mm-hmm. high energy, like kind of like what Bam was, right? Maybe not with the playmaking skills, yeah. but maybe a little, a little more shooting, not the same offensive repertoire. But more motor, and when you like, you know, you're talking about Bam Adebayo, and you're saying more motor. I don't know if maybe that's the right word, but just more aggression going at rebounds. Uh, it's hard to remember maybe what Bam was like younger, uh, because he was like blocked by his all Hassan Whiteside's. Um, yeah, the first year playing time, right? But now you've got 
Oh, it's a player option. That's why. Oh, last year's a player option. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. Trying to do two things at once. Um, but I've been watching some of the preseason. I was really excited when the trade was made. And I'm like, this guy's going to, he's going to make a big impact because now you're going to have a massive um, wingspan in your defensive rotation, right? Yeah. When I've watched a few of the Raptors preseason. So you're going to have Scotty Barnes out there. You're going to have Pascal. You're going to have OG. You're going to have Precious. Maybe Chris Boucher. The only undersized guy is going to be Fred Van Vliet. And then they'll have um, Gary Trent out there too. And that's going to be a serious defensive lineup. And this is a guy who hits the boards hard, Mm. like hard. Defensively, excellent rotation. Uh, Had a few blocks the other night. And he made a couple of threes. And I'm like, wait a minute. If this guy's going to start making threes, this is going to be one hell of a like he's pretty high on my fantasy must draft list right now. Yeah, no, because I, I, like it. I like it. He will make a big impact, or I could totally miss the mark on this. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, as you're saying this, I remember watching him play. I think was it last year in the preseason against against the, the you know the Tampa Bay Raptors at the time. And yeah, I locked in on him for the, the a lot of those same reasons. I'm like, damn, who the hell is this? Who's precious? I'm like, damn, you know. I'm like, Miami did it again. That's all I was thinking. I'm like, man, Miami did it again. They they got another yeah. they got another gem. They unearthed another gem again. That's actually a, that's I like that one too. Um, but yeah, I wonder. I mean, is he gonna start? Is I guess he's gonna be coming off the bench. Um, he's gonna play. He's, he's going to play. play a lot. Oh, he's definitely going to play. 100% he's going to play. But I'm I'm wondering, is he going to be like a small ball, four, five? Is he going to, you know, is he? I, I, I don't know if he's starting or not, but he's definitely going to play. He's playing at least 25 minutes a night. Absolutely. That's like the bare minimum, or it should be. It should be. You never know yeah, when he, there are some times, but it, sh- it should be, though. Well, I mean, they're going to play. They're, they're so long and athletic and switchable. Yep. The Raptors are going to have trouble scoring points. Uh, I think one of the challenges for Achua is going to be probably playing against size if he's trying to finish inside. But if he's able to stretch you out, make some deep balls, uh, get put back, you know, like and just be a solid dive guy, he's he's going to get boards. He's going to get blocks. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with him though too because I know I watched the preseason game when he played um when they played the Sixers and he was guarding um Drummond, you know, and, and just based on size, you know, Drummond was kind of having his way with him, right? Just based yeah. on, you know, so that's what I mean, like if he's going to be guarding fives, that's it's going to be, you know, he's he's going to take a bit of a beating, but um but I think he's got a I think his future is pretty bright to be honest with you. Like he could he could be like a uh, 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 our version of a Bam. I don't know if he's as long because Bam's not. Bam's only like six eight, six nine. But yep, so is a chew. So is a chew, right? But Bam's like you can see he's got a long reach. You know, he's got a. Long and he's reach. more more dynamic as a playmaker. For sure. uh, I think the only thing you're really comparing the two is the poise at the young age and the intensity that they play at. And they, they're both in Miami. Yeah. And they're black. Those those are probably that's. <laughs> I think are they both Nigerian? Are we doing that too? Um, I wonder if they are. That might <laughs> we have to look that up. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while you make your pick. Okay, there you go. Um, so number three for me is um, I kind of wrestled this one a little bit, but I was just you know taking a look at this team. I I, I think I saw like a bit of a preseason game the other day, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's going on my list. Number three is Cat. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. Let's, you, let's, he has, are you keeping the box fan on? The what? <laughs> the box fan, like Perk? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but I, you know what? I, I was. I'll say this. So just to get this out the way, he had the worst, he had the worst year post COVID that anyone's ever had in the league. You know, we all know oh, his, his mother yeah, passed yeah. away. You know, he's had. Uh, I think they said he's lost like about six or seven family members due to you know due to COVID, and you know and and we had to watch him play with a heavy heart all the last year. Like I saw at least a few games where he was breaking down crying before the game started. You know, so this is something where from that aspect, it's like you know you're playing with a heavy heart. Like my heart goes out to him and his family. I mean, with all with all that said, you know, of course, but has to, has to, hundred percent, but. You know, um, and then you think about it for a down year, you know, he put up basically 25, 25, 10 and, you know, almost 11 boards a game, four and a half assists. The guy is super talented. Now, this is where this part of it comes in, right? You know, and then you, you, I know you earlier before you're talking about, who was it about uh, Kyle Kuzma with the, you know, if he was going to average 20 a night, it was going to be empty calories. Well, uh, to yep. me right now, his career is basically like it's like Wonder Bread right now. It's it's definitely empty calories. <laughs> <laughs> it's great stats. Like the stats are great, but they mean nothing when it comes to winning, right? And yep. and one of the things that kind of disturbed me a little bit, and you know, and I'm not really blaming him for this, but like Anthony Edwards, and I know this sounds funny to say, and it, because he was the number one pick, but fuck, he's really good. He's he really, is. He's really good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the way he finished off the 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 year last year, the second half of the season, a lot of times when if you caught some of those T Wolves games, to me watching them play, a lot of times I'm like, yo, he's their best player with Cat oh, yeah. on the floor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even with Cat on the floor, I'm like, yo, I think Edwards, this is like his team right now. What the hell's going on, dude? I you know what, what I like about Edwards, not to sidetrack your pick here. And what I like about Jamarant and a lot of these young guys is they go at it hard, but they're also really loose. You know, they're having fun out there, but they're intense. And that's, I think that's a different part of this generation. Yeah. Is, you know, they can laugh and smile during the game and make jokes, but at the same time, like, they're coming for your neck. Yeah, they're coming to and, and Anthony Edwards is, like, one of those dudes where I'm just like, and you can't... The second half of the season, when you watched anything with the Timberwolves, you just he just jumped off the screen at you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and you think he's only nineteen? He's like six three. I don't know if you saw this highlight the other day where he picked um he picked off a pass from Brandon Ingram. I don't know if you saw this, and the, and it was like a one on one fast break, no. and he bumped, and then, he bumped, he gave him a little a little hip check, um just to get yeah. him off, just to, just to get Ingram off, just a little bit off balance. Gave him that little bit of hip check, took one dribble, dunked right on his head. I'm like, God damn, like, Ingram is like 6'10". He's, he's so long. I mean, like, uh, Edwards' arms are so long, almost D-Wade-like long. 
you know. Yeah, it was it but, was it was like watching him do that. I was like, oh my god, because I mean, I think Ingram jumped. That was the funny thing. I think he jumped, and it was like he had to like duck. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this guy's like six three. Like, how the he- like what like what am I watching here? I'm kind of looking at it from Cat's perspective. I'm like, okay, like this kid is coming. What do you what are you doing about this? You know, like we we know yeah. you're you're the guy that's getting paid the most as your team, but is he finally going to be that leader? You know, for the team to take that next step. You know, yeah. and especially defensively. Like, are you going to be better defensively? Because when looking at his stats, he was a a way better shot blocker in his rookie year than he was now. But when you think about it, his rookie year, who was on his team? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was constantly, you know, putting his foot in his ass, right? Probably, yeah. So he became that guy a little bit. But since he's left, like, you look at the stats. His block stats has gone down every year since then, right? Like, this year, I think he, he barely had a block a game. And for somebody that talented, I'm like, I'm not saying he's got to be Matumbo, but, I mean, he's, like, he. There, there's times when you're watching him play and he's, he's, he's almost, it's almost like Calderon levels. You know, it, it can't be that bad. You know what I mean? Like for for a guy of his talent, it, it cannot. Like you can't be that bad defensively. You're, you're just not going to go anywhere. You know, when you're the best yeah. player, especially as a big, like you're you're the protector of the lane. Like there's, you cannot be like a sieve, like a sieve. You know what I mean? Like uh, like you just can't be well, that guy. He's he's trying to prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh yes, I can. Ole, you know, like this. Yeah. yeah. That, like I said, to me, I'm like I'm intrigued to see what happens because they should be a playing contender. You know what I mean? Like when you look at their talent, and I'm not saying you know they're gonna make the playoffs, but they should be in that. They sh- like they should definitely be playing in a play-in tournament like this year. I need to know what you've been drinking today so I can go get some. What do you because mean? thinking thinking that Minnesota in the West it should be I, I don't I don't even think they should be even a play-in team. I'm saying they should be contending for a play-in tournament. They should be contending. Oh for man! Based on based right. what they have there, they sh- they should be. And I'm and I'm saying this it, because you know, if, Angelo Russell doesn't guard anybody either. Mm, I'm, but I'm putting this a lot on Cat's shoulders, though, right? Because I think okay. with him, like he's he's taking a hit from you know ever since that whole shit with with Jimmy Butler, like he's taking a hit to the <laughs> degree where like. I'm kind of hoping when they 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 he they play Miami the first game of the year he just lays them out, and and the funny thing is not only will will somebody like me be happy that he did it I think Jimmy will too. I love me some Jimmy Butler. I think if he lays out Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler would be like, finally, okay, cool, this guy's got, <laughs> this guy's got something, you know. But but at the but here's but here's the flip side though, right? Cause I know what you're you're saying like you you think I'm 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 drinking heroin juice, right? If, and by any chance, if they don't win, like if they win like thirty between thirty to thirty-five games, like say they 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 have one of those seasons again, do you trade him? Do you trade Cat? Because to me, that's kind of in the in the wheelhouse too. Yes, yes, I do because I think centers, unless you have Embiid or Jokic, I think they're overrated. Hmm. You know, let me think about it. Who else? Who else, do you think? I guess we're we're talking about the results. Joel Embiid by himself can win you twenty five games. More than that, well, you know, you know yeah. what? Maybe that might be a good number based on his health. But I would say, like, if if Joel, right. like, 
not to, not to cut you off what you're saying, but I watched them play Brooklyn um, the last preseason game, and Joel and with a bunch of shooters, you could win games. <laughs> you you right? could win close to 50 games just with him, just, just with him and four oh. shooters. And, and, okay, and so let's, Harris, but go on. let's use that game right there. Take out a bead and put in Cat. What do you get? You get Brooklyn up by 16. You see what I'm saying? Seriously. So, like, I'm not paying my center $35 million. I look at what Phoenix has to do with DeAndre Aiden, and it's like, ugh. It's like running backs, you know? I don't want to pay my running back $25 million, and then he's good for two years, and I'm on the hook for the rest, you know? It, I think the center position, unless you have somebody dynamic, like, I like Bam. I would way rather have Bam than Cat. You know, so he, I I would trade him. I would I would offload him, and and uh, there's some other crappy teams I'm sure that would want him. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you got, you have to see where this where this season goes, like because they've been pretty much other than the, other than that that one year that Jimmy Butler was there, they haven't come. I mean, not only have they missed the playoffs, they haven't come close to making the playoffs. Other than no, that one year, I'm, right? I'm looking at the Western Conference, okay, and I'm looking at. Do you, do you think Sacramento is better than Minnesota? That is a good question, actually. Um, I I would say yes, Sacramento's better, but I I think they're a lot closer than than I think. Uh, I don't know than than I think people might realize, but I would pick Sacramento over them. All right, would you pick the San Antonio Spurs over them? Based on coaching, they're probably in the same box. They're probably All in right, the same box. So, this, so I've got, what about New Orleans? No, I would take New Orleans over them. Okay. Wait, actually, so, no, wait, wait, wait. No, you know what, Zion, I think if he's healthy, I think this year if Zion's healthy and he's playing defense, yeah, they will definitely be a playing contender. Just on, just so on him the, alone. So Minnesota is for sure only better than two teams in the Western Conference, and that's Houston and Oklahoma City. Well, that's sad then. But, <laughs> but I, that's sad then. That's sad then. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at the standings, obviously. But I, I'm just, I'm just looking at the teams in the conference, and I'm sitting here going, they're not better than Golden State. They're not better than Dallas. They're, are they better than Sacramento? I don't know. They're definitely not better than Phoenix. They're not better than Memphis. They're not better than Utah or the Clippers. Not better than Denver. Not better than Portland. Not better than the Lakers. Like, like it's funny. Like, with Cat, I'd love to see Cat average about 28 a night. Like, seriously, like a 28 and, 28 and like, 13, 14. Like, I would love to see that from him this year. Because I think if he does that, like, it, it that's going to elevate the team. Like, and the thing is, he could do it. I don't think that's, like... That's like asking for that that much, to be honest with you. His rookie year, I thought he was going to be a monster. And then the next year, I think he had some injuries. And then he just kind of plateaued. And now now it's like he is who he is. You know, I guess this is the year. And I guess what makes him intriguing for you is this is it. You're going to find out whether he's about the numbers or winning. or Maybe that's too harsh to judgment. Maybe he's just not who we want him to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But I think for sure we're gonna find out. Like, because I think if you, like I said to me, if you're if you're winning less than forty games with with <clears throat> Minnesota this year, or like you know if they if they get like with you know less than thirty five uh, wins, you gotta you gotta look at the options to trade them. I think you have to do it. To me, what I would look at is how close are you? Are you in these games? Are you competing? It's going to be really hard to judge based on wins because, I mean, they're not beating you. There's just so many good teams in the West. The question is, what's your average margin of win or loss? You know, are you are you winning games when the other teams are resting their players? You know, I think there's a certain quality of win that matters, quality of play. I would probably try to judge it more on that than just straight up wins and losses. Because if you see progress, if you see Anthony Edwards progress, if you see your team progress and some of these role players grow and Cat's part of that, but you don't see the wins, I wouldn't necessarily be so quick to trade him. I would be more willing to say, okay, let's go another year. Because, you know, you saw progress. Or, or you do what the Bulls did and you start acquiring, like, you really start acquiring players around that core. Like you're, yeah, really yeah, start, yeah. you know, opening the wallet and acquiring guys and making trades to, you know, to, to fit the roster better. Like if we start seeing, right. like if, if they progress a little bit to that extent, and I can to touch on your point, I can see that happening. I can see that happening yeah. too, where they, they, they yeah. take the Bulls' perspective. Who's your number two? My number two is a bigger name, and he's had two seasons of very different production right it's tyler hero my question is are we getting bubble tyler hero or are we getting last year's tyler hero and from all the chatter and what i've seen it looks like we're getting bubbles tyler hero with more pounds and more confidence so it's going to be really i'm excited to see that i'm less intrigued than i am excited for what I think he really is. I think he's more bubble Tyler Hero than he is last season, but he's still so young that you don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's bubble Tyler Hero this year because bubble Tyler Hero was basically an all-star. And I know we came up with that, that, uh, that comment about how, you know, he wants to be looked at the same way you look at Trey, the same way you look at Luca. And I'm like, well, you got, beer goggles on your face then if you think you're really that guy right now but um but like i i it's it's you know what i liked him his rookie year you know like his rookie year like he definitely had intrigue you know the bubble you know made stars of out of some guys like he's like the poster boy for that you know and and yeah. and, and mind you like rookie year you had that success you know the second year you had a bit of a sophomore slump i don't know if he's going to be bubble Tyler, but i think he's Maybe a little better than his rookie year before COVID uh, shut the season down. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had that neck injury most of last season, right? Yeah, that's and true, too. no off-season coming out of the bubble. I think a lot of guys had a, had a hangover from these COVID seasons that we're going to see different production. I mean, the Raptors are a prime example of just basically yeah. an entire team having a hangover season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, you know... He's a guy who can really make that jump just because of maturity, having another, you know, a good off season, 
to really work because clearly with the, the stories that you hear, his work ethic is there. Yeah. So is the talent there? And you you saw he definitely got the balls for it because even before the bubble had some game winners, and you're kind of going like, man, who is this kid? Yeah. So it's it he's a lot of fun to watch, and I'm very very excited to see more of him. The thing with Miami is, is he really going to get a chance to really cook because they're such a good team. They run such a good system. They brought in Kyle Lowry. And I think, are we going to see a really efficient Tyler Hero really put on display all his skills and be their second unit bucket machine and creator? Uh, Or is he going to, you know, just kind of play a role but be a little bit better than a role player? but really impact winning. You know, and I think his rookie year, that was what we saw. We saw him be hyper-aggressive and him make plays that impacted winning, not just at the end of the game, but throughout the game. Throughout the game, yeah. You know, he's competitive. He's a great, great ball handling and pick-and-roll skills, knockdown shooter. So I think he's really able to really hopefully take that leap. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because I, I think – you probably unleash him like uh, almost like a Lou Williams. Like I think if Miami has that role from this year, I can see him thriving in that role where you just, you know, one of those guys, you just come off the bench and just go. <laughs> and, yeah. the th- and the thing is, I can see that happening for him because I know you're saying that they got a lot of good players, but they at the same time, it's, it sounds funny to say, but they kind of need that. They need that elite scoring. And I'm not saying he's going to provide that, yeah. but Yep. Like Jimmy Butler's probably your best scorer, and don't get me wrong, you can score, but that's not his game. Like he's not Jimmy Butler's not giving you like, you know, this game you need thirty from Jimmy Butler. You're like, oh, he's gonna get that for you. This is a thirty point game you're gonna get from Jimmy Butler. Like he's not he's never been that kind of guy. You know what I mean? As good as he is. And I think it's more like you need thirty from Jimmy for a month. That's where it gets hard. If you want thirty from Jimmy in a night, he could go get it. Right, but but, I, but, I'm, but I'm saying when you need that thirty, is he going to give you that thirty like in the playoffs? Because there were yeah. some games where you need those thirty points from, and in the bubble in the finals, yeah, he gave you forty something. He played the some of the best basketball he's ever played. But last year, you know, when they played Milwaukee and they got swept, where they needed some of those that thirty point games, he gave you enough, right? So, and, yeah. and and I think he's a little closer to that than he than he was in the bubble himself, right? So. As good right. as he is, and I love Jimmy Butler, but I'm I'm just looking at it from the perspective I'm like, you know what? There, Miami kind of needs the scoring. You know, they kind of yeah. need they kind of need hero, hero scoring too. If he's gonna come in and, and give you like 18 off the bench, like they need that. They need that, right? They're yeah. not, they're not, this team think, this team is not gonna have like a 25 point score on their roster. No, they won't. I, I think he can get 18 in his sleep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> We'll see. That's that's going to be interesting. You want to hear what my number two is? Of course I do. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. My number, <laughs> my number two is Ben Simmons. Okay. It's not, I mean, it's pretty apropos based on what's going on right now. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's, it's more of – it's more disgust than anything else, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> like – you know, 
I'm I, I it's rare that you know I'm usually pro player when it comes to player versus management. I'm I'm almost always pro player. And I find myself with Ben Simmons rooting for management. Like I, the, the amount of times I've said in, in like chats with different friends, talking to other guys and talking to other people and stuff, and you and you're sitting there like, you know what? I if I'm Philly, fuck him. I'll bench him. Just let him sit. Let if he wants to stay home, let him stay home. Fuck him. I'm not trading him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like oh, like you're almost at that point because you're like, yo, number one. I mean. I've never seen management and even like agents. I might mind you, your agents work for you, but the way they've coddled this guy for the last couple of years, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, yo, yeah. you're on a four. You got four years. You're like year one into a five year extension. Yeah, and, that's. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I remember watching the press conference right after they lost to Atlanta with uh, with Embiid and with uh, Doc Rivers, and even I was like, ooh. You know, like, damn, like <laughs> that they're keeping it real here. You know what I mean? Like, like that was kind of biting. I, I I, won't deny that. You know what I mean? And if I was him, would I not be happy about that? Sure. Right. But at the same you, time, this was all self-inflicted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Philly's a hard place. And I certainly understand, you know, I would feel some kind of way about it too. But at the same time, you got to go like, Damn, yeah, I, I kind of uh, kind of sucked. I mean, it does, it, yeah, I look at it really from a standpoint of he really didn't understand the leverage that he did not have. Yeah. Right, you are going into year one of a four year deal. You are trying to play. You're trying to get yourself traded, but you're not going to play. Your value has never been lower. The team who has you is not going to trade you because they're like, where are you going to go? And and Philly did something really smart. And they they put, uh, I don't know if you, you probably heard this, they put his money that the, he was supposed to get on October 1 in escrow. Yeah. So he couldn't get it. Technically, it's his, but they're like, look, you're not showing up for work, so we're going to hold your money we're going to take your fines out of it. And, and the thing with NBA fines is they go to charities. So he can't get that back. Yeah. And, but he was sort of like, this holdout was a little ridiculous. It wasn't very smart. You want to increase your value? You want to get traded? Go out there, ball out, and increase your value. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and then get traded. And much like the the Tyson Fury DeAndre Wilder fight that I never want to see again, I never ever <laughs> in my life, and I mean this, I mean this, Bill, I never in my life want to see another workout video with Ben Simmons ever. Like <laughs> I don't ever want to see it again. Like I don't I, like I don't care. Like I, I I didn't even care last year. Like I don't like I, I I so don't care about that now. You know I don't care about anybody's workout videos. <laughs> no, you're you're right. You're right, but I especially don't care about his because I'm like, at this point, I'm like, we've been seeing this for the last three, four years. Did you improve your shooting? Did you improve your weaknesses? Did you see a sports psychiatrist? Like, seriously, like, did, like, did you accomplish all of those things? Yeah. Did, did you study Giannis? Because I did a podcast last year about, about him and Giannis's free throw shooting. The difference between him and Giannis is Giannis don't give a shit if he airballs a free throw. We shoot the next one. 
You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, he, air, yeah. if he airballs both free throws, guess what? He's coming right back to the basket. He doesn't care if he gets but fouled. It, you know, I, I, and I, I bring this up repeatedly, but it's sort of one of those things where it's like, what makes Giannis unique is that he will do that. You know? Yeah. Even Shaq, for a bit, parts of his career shied away from the free throw line or looked uncomfortable doing it. So it's really, it's really hard to make the Giannis comparison based on the fact that Giannis was shooting like 70% in the regular season. Right, yeah. like his his free throw shooting progressed. So the, the Ben Simmons saga is really interesting, and you know everybody's thrown around their opinions about where he should get traded or who he should get traded or everything. But I think it's super exciting or interesting right now to see what happens over the next few days now that he's in Philly. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like you know, and they always talk about you know now you're hearing there was rumors you're hearing from his camp that him and him and Embiid is like. You know they've they've run its course kind of thing, and you know, and you and you heard him beat's comments like he was stunned by that. And the way yeah. I'm looking at it is, I'm like, you know what? I understand why people would think that or say that. I never really believed that, but I can see where, you know, where people will say that for sure. At the same time, that's his fault. You know what I'm saying? Like that's his fault, and I'm not talking about like not dunking on Trey Young and, and the clutch. I I mean like. Even sticking like seventeen footers, just being aggressive and scoring, that also alleviates double teams from Embiid. Hundred you know, percent. When you're a threat, so I'm like that. That's also on you too. Like it's run its course. Like not. That's your fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't. Like honestly, like I was, I was honestly, I'm so dis- I was so disgusted with this whole holdout, man. And honestly, it's it's a bad precedent at the same time that it's setting because. The CBA is coming up in a couple of years. The new TV contract's coming up in a couple of years. Yep. Like, those owners are going to hold these guys, the, the player association's feet to the fire for shit like this. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was, listening, I was listening to Zach Lowe, and, and this similar conversation apparently has gone around with GMs basically saying, you can't let guys in the first year of their deal hold out and get traded. Yeah, like that'll set a terrible precedent yeah, for the rest of us. You can't do it. You can't. You can't do it. And as I said, I'm pro player. That's a, that's a funny thing. I'm pro player. I really am. But I, I like I said, I'm I'm you know if you want to call the GMs in the front office the bad guys, I'm rooting for the bad guy like Scarface on this one, man. I don't, like, I I just I don't want to see Ben win on this in this situation. Like I'm sorry. Like go improve your game. I'm sorry. Well, he's, like, he's probably not gonna win because. Nobody, just from a pure business standpoint, Philly wants good value. And if you're somebody who wants to trade for him, his value has never been lower. And why are you going to give Philly anything good? You're just going to wait it out till they can't handle it anymore. Yeah. So it's just, it was just poor strategy. It was something that somebody, you know, you're young, you're impetuous, you think you're going to change the world, you think it's going to be different, and guess what? He showed up to camp. <laughs> so, and, the fun, and the funny thing is, too, where, why the precedent is so bad is because if he decides to like self-destruct the team, there's no worse place to do that than Philly. Because I think for the most part, like people say, yeah, Philly's a tough place to play. History shows that is absolutely correct. But I thought they've treated Ben with kid gloves, which is like the funniest thing. Yeah. 
I, I've seen them boo their own players mercil- like mercilessly, and you know they never did that with Ben Simmons. It's only really like the playoffs this year is where the first time you would hear them like booing him and stuff. Like they never did that. Like and like yeah. this guy would make a three, they would be like giving him a standing ovation. Like Philly treated him like the opposite. So like if they go in on him this year, it's like you know what they held off long enough. You know. Yeah. <laughs> They really did. Agreed. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those really interesting storylines of how it's going to play out, but I think just in, inevitably he comes back. I mean, look at what happened with James Harden last year. He showed up. He played. He'd have some really good games. He'd have some games where he'd not be interested, and it was just like, hey, remember I'm really good, but I don't want to be here. So right. let's get this done. You know? Get this done. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna score ten points. You know what? I'll score forty four tonight. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what. That's what you need. You know. So definitely, we'll we'll see how long this goes. Yeah, it's it's, it's, def, it's definitely you know it, it, this could definitely be a train wreck, dumpster fire type of season. But like I said, I, I like to me if I'm Philly, I'm like if he wants to self destruct, I, I would let him light himself on fire. Seriously, like if he comes to self-destruct the team, I'm yeah. like, okay, totally. go back totally. home, yeah. go, go back home, go back home, or yeah, I mean, not, not even go home, sit on the bench. I'd make him sit you, on the bench. You're you're hurting your ability to be traded. You're an asset, and if you depreciate your own value by sucking, you're not what you want. Isn't going to happen exactly because because you're not James Harden, right? And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. like, and, and I know there was rumors that he was he was insulted that they, you know they tried to James, trade for James Harden, but like everybody would try to trade for he's, James Harden. He's James Harden. You're not exactly. James Harden. Exactly. Like who yeah. wouldn't, who wouldn't do that? Everybody, so, everybody would do that. You know, totally, like totally. so. So I I understand the insult of it, but I'm like, but okay, you also haven't totally improved at the same time. So. I can understand why they would, and again, every every team would do that unless you have a like a a top five player in your team. You're gonna do that. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kick the tires on a Ben Simmons trade. I mean, on a on a, excuse me, a James Harden trade. But at the same time, like sure. I said to me, a lot of this is self inflicted, man. You know what I mean? Like, it should, you, be, a, like, yeah, you know, it should this, be a compliment that you're thinking that oh, we'll trade you for James Harden. Wow, I'm that good. <laughs> this guy. Should, Think about this. In the playoffs, this guy shot worse from the free throw line than Ben Wallace. Yeah. How is that possible, man? And that's what I'm saying. Like, did he go see a sports psychiatrist? I think a lot of this is mental. Like, that's like I hope somebody in this camp made him do that this summer. You know, because I, I think that's like that's like the biggest thing more than anything. Because I mean, he's got the tools. Like, there's no reason why he should be he should be afraid to shoot like a mid range shot. Oh. three. You don't have to shoot the three. But can I get like a fifteen footer? You know what I'm saying? Can he's, I get a pull he, up from the free throw line? He's a stud player, you yeah, know, and, and I don't want to get inside his head over this, but I'm still of the mind that if Jason Kidd can develop a jump shot, Ben Simmons can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's your number one? Yeah. All right. Before we get to number one, I want you and I to to name is are there one or two people who you wanted to put on your list but didn't? Were there any honorable mentions of your group? 
And I'm not asking you to go into detail. Just um, maybe one or two. For different varying reasons, um, it's going to sound funny to say, um, Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter. Um, okay. Giannis. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, explain, I'll, I'll probably have to spit on my next set of pods, but but yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, yeah, th- those two, f- those three for sure. I would I would say uh, those those three. My, sure. I literally there's two of them that I scratched out that were my number fives. Um, I had a manual quickly for the Knicks. Okay. I had Peyton Pritchard for the Celtics because I think he's like a mini Kyle Lowry. Oh, you really you you, um, you bought the ninety point games this summer, didn't you? No, no, he's dude. Watch him play. He's literally like Kyle Lowry was at that age, mm-hmm. except he probably he's probably a better three point shooter now than Kyle was then, and they're both shaped like a bowling ball. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and then. I had Cade, Cade Cunningham. I was okay. very curious to see how that one's going to turn out. Yeah, I still haven't watched him play a lot this uh, this off season, so um, I'm gonna have to like you know get some uh, Detroit Piston reps up and uh, during the beginning of the year to catch up on on what I've been missing. But go on. Yeah. Okay. So my number one, and this is a little bit of intrigue, but just more like I'm just so fucking jazzed to watch him play. Is Lamelo Ball? Okay, okay. Because I think he's he is a player much like Luca, who's going to make so many guys better. He's only going to get better. He's so dynamic. He's huge, and he hasn't figured anything out yet. Like JJ Barea made a comment about Luca that he's like. He has no clue what he's doing yet. He doesn't know how to take care of his body. He's still eating McDonald's like three times a week. Like when he hits 25 years old, everybody needs to run and hide. And I think LaMelo is kind of in that, you know, maybe not to Luca's level, but I think he is that sort of player that can elevate an organization very quickly. And he grew another inch, they said, right? Like, apparently now he's like 6'8". Dude, he's huge. Dude, the way he bulked up, and you could see it last season, he was bigger than he was at the draft. Right. And then I watched some Charlotte, like, I watched, you know, the the abbreviated NBA games. Yeah. And I'm like, he still has that sort of weird run, that weird gait where he's like choppy steps and everything. But then I'm like, wait a minute. He's dwarfing the other team's players. Like, he's huge. But he still has that low flick release and everything and those funny little push shots. But they go in. They go in. And did you see he had a left-handed flick pass on the, like, delayed fast break to Miles Bridges. And I was like, man, I can't wait to see a season full of this. Yeah, they're going to be interesting. They're they're gonna because I like book night. I don't know how I don't know how many games you're gonna win, and I don't know a lot about this book night kid. But I am I am gonna watch a lot of Charlotte games. Yeah, they're 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 on those uh, like I wouldn't say they're they're my league pass favorite team to watch. They're going into the season, but 
I will definitely check more of their games because the interesting thing with that team is Hayward, right? Like if Hayward's healthy, that yeah. team I think at that point could definitely be uh, – they're probably going to be a play-in contender again for the most part. I don't know if they're going to be like a seven. actually, what, no, they were like a 10th seed last year, right, or were, something like that, or ninth or something, but um, – yeah. Something like that, but uh, but yeah, I I could definitely I could definitely see them doing more. Um, you seem disappointed in my pick. No, no, no. I, like Lamelo Ball's dope. Like I I'm, I won't lie. I think you know it is, you know. And I've always said this with Lamelo Ball. I think part of my standoff is just with the balls is is basically because of the father. You know what I mean? It really has nothing <laughs> to do with the sons. You know what I mean? But. But, like, but he's but so he, but much fun. He was, he was, and, and and I enjoyed watching him play last year. He was like there was some good rookies last year, man. And you know, I mean, he won he won rookie of the year, obviously. But he's definitely talented. I mean, I I I can't disagree with what you're saying. Like he's he's definitely talented. Um, you're gonna laugh at my number one though. <laughs> uh, well, you said I was gonna laugh at your other two picks too. So let's have it. Oh man, this is for completely different reasons than um than what we've been talking about. My my number one most intriguing player slash situation is Kyrie Irving for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> all the obvious reasons. Do I even need to explain it? <laughs> uh, I, I, I just want to hear him. Like, you may as well lay him out. Like, you can't, you can't put it out there. Like, maybe there's something different that I haven't think about that's crazier than I know. But he is protected. He is protected by God, so he's going to be okay. <laughs> Aren't we all protected by God? Aren't we all? If you believe in him, yes. Yes. Um, but you know what? Everybody thinks he's a complete jackass, and I get that. But honestly, I there's a part of me that commends him for for just standing in the square and just sure. you know being for his convictions. But I think at the same time, he just has to be okay with it affecting the rest of his career. You know, like you're, you're you're already hearing like the Nets are are not going to give him that the max or extend him, you know. But I I, I, also, yeah. I also find it laughable that like there's other teams that like that, like nobody else is going to want to take him. And I'm like, like have you seen Kyrie Irving play? Somebody's going to take him. There's 30 teams in the league. Somebody's taking him. Like, well, stop being stupid. But I, his, I understand his, I understand where people would say that though. But I'm like, he's way too talented. Somebody's going to bite on. Here's something that's been mentioned is that. Kyrie said if he he threatened that if he was traded he would retire. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that too much though. But but go on. I don't know. But really, do you believe anything right now? Like how much drama has been around him? And and I'm on the same page as you. More power to the guy. Like wow, way to like if Ben Ben Simmons folded like a cheap shirt. Kyrie's going to sit out the whole season. You can't get two diametrically opposed yeah. results. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's, he's super dynamic, but he is different, you know? And I've said this about KD, and I'm, I don't know if I've said it about Kyrie. Like, what if the best thing he ever does has nothing to do with basketball? Hmm. Have you listened to the Long Shot podcast with Duncan Robinson? No, and they, I haven't, I haven't they interviewed uh, Solomon Hill. And Solomon Hill's point was, and, you know, he's a role player at best, but he's like, I get that everybody wants to be an NBA All-Star. 
I mean, his point of view was at the end of the day, I want to be known as a better person and not a really good basketball player. And, you know, I, there's something honorable about that, but this is a basketball podcast, so we have to bring out the hot takes and take a flamethrower to people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, Terry's doing something really different. You and I have friends who who will or will not get the vaccine. Right. And if you just look at it from a sheer math standpoint, and if you say 15% of people will not get it, well, that means you one, you know, almost one out of every 10 people you know that you're close with won't get it. That's just a reality. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. Yeah. It's what it is. Like, but then don't go getting mad at that one friend. You're like, no, I want a hundred percent of my friends to get it. Like, no, right. Math says they're not going to get it. So just get over it. Right. Like, is it? So what? And and that's the Um, thing, right? Like for me, you know, he's got to figure out, you know, who he is and what he wants to be. And I think based on some of the things he's been doing the last couple of years, from the George, everything that's happening from George Floyd right on down to this now, like you can see, he's still trying to figure that 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 out. Like, like who is this person? You know what I mean? Like you you're you're seeing that. And for me, like, look, I you know I don't even want to get into the whole COVID conversation. Like, I think we're all tired, yeah, yeah. right? But but I'm not. I mean, as far as the mandates go, I'm I'm not for these mandates. And I think we've had this conversation at all. I think it's it's effed up in a lot of ways. But at the same time, we're we're in an unprecedented time. The way he feels about yeah. this, this vaccine, a lot of people feel this way too, and you should be able to feel those feelings without losing your livelihood over it. You know what I mean? Like it's happening across a lot of industries, you know. So for him to stand on his beliefs, considering what he's giving up financially, and then for his name and, to be dragged through the mud, it's yeah. it's actually it's kind of commendable. I I I would agree, you know, and I I don't think he deserves the vitriol that he's getting. And if you take it from a bigger perspective, right, just because it's sports doesn't mean it's not a job. Right. It's not who he is. It's part of who he is. Right. And it's important just to keep it in perspective. How many of us, I can speak for myself, and I know other people who are, have said similar things, like, you don't really start figuring yourself out until you're, like, in your late 30s, early 40s. And, like, these are these guys are still so so young. I agree. Right? He's not, I mean, is Curry even 30 years old yet? Yeah. And that's, that's no disrespect. I'm not saying he's a child or he's immature, but life is not easy to figure out. You don't have it figured out right away. And we're expecting these guys with all this pressure under all this microscope to do all these things and be perfect when none of us are perfect. So why should we expect them to be? It's just such an unrealistic, you know, Stephen A. coming out and saying he's being a douche or whatever he I said. Know, like, I know. I, uh, I know. Enough with the hot takes. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I so agree with it. Because that's the thing. Like, most most people would never do what he's doing, right? To the point, like, especially to the point where it could be possibly ruining your reputation. Like, it's, it's a, it, like imagine, it's, it's, it's a tough situation to be in if, if, if this is something you don't want to do. As you saw with Andrew Wiggins, like to me, what's also sad about this, just from the basketball perspective, you know, he's coming off a season where he, he basically statistically he had the best year of his career. Unreal. Yeah. You know, he was absolutely amazing. He was 50, 40, 90 splits. 
at this point. Yeah. And then yeah. apparently he came in in even better shape this from this offseason. And, and from what they're saying, you know, in training camp before, you know, he was asked to go home, he was looking even better than he did last year. You know, like, and, and here's the thing: How many guys? So he's going to make thirty-five million dollars this year, or was scheduled to. Right. How many people are saying, you know what? I'm going to punt on that. You guys have a good time. Like, wow. And and do and do that's people, nuts. And do people think he's just callously just doing it? Like, I don't care. Who cares? You know, like I'm sure there's a lot. Even of if he is, that, right, right. Even right. if he is, have at her. Like that's your right. It's his body. You're not it's hurting his, any. Yeah, it's his decision. Like why? Like just to me, and like with the vitriol, like with the anger that people are coming this way. Why do you give a shit so much? Like it's this is, this is clearly his decision. And like I said, and th- if this is like a a regular you know thing that's happening in this world, then that's one thing. But this again, this is an unprecedented time. Like the last time something like this happened was like a hundred years ago, and it was. You know, the world was completely different a hundred years ago than it is now. And think about go on. Think about how weird sports are compared to real life. Imagine you went to work, and then your coworkers were like, "Hey, you got traded to Microsoft." <laughs> like, you'd be like, "What?" Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter. You're getting traded. Like imagine that with your real life. Like this is what these guys go through. Yep. Hey, you're moving, you, get, you're you just moving, got tri- what? You gotta, work huh? in, you gotta work in Windsor, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be hilarious if you could like make a parody of that in real life. Like, hey, yeah, we traded you to Tim's. Yeah, uh, your shift st- your shift starts at noon tomorrow. Better go get it for your uniform. Like, what the fuck? Don't don't be late. Your boss is a bitch. So, so here's this guy. Here's, you know, here's this guy going. You know what, though? Nah, I'm gonna sit this one out. Thanks. Everybody's going like, you can't do that. And he's like, guess what? I'm I'm doing it. You know. So there there is that certain amount of respect on my part for it. You know, I don't think he's abandoning his team. I don't think any of that. No, he's abandoning all. 35 million dollars is what he's doing. Yeah. and he seems okay with it. Well, I don't even know if he's okay with it. That's a funny thing. We we don't even know if he's okay with it. That's funny. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still running off the joke about being traded from Microsoft to like Timmons on Twitter. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just, like nuts. I, I, I know you. you I, work, I, I, like, I know you changed your job to to work five minutes from home, but you you got to work in Pentatanguishing for the next eight yeah. months. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like how weird would that be? Yeah. <laughs> we traded you. <laughs> what? You can trade me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you know, it's... I think everybody has this thing about sports, too, where it's like... Mm-hmm. Because we've played sports, you know, in, in our lives, like, we understand, even at a smaller level, we understand the aspects of people putting you in this box because of what you do, right? Because of right. because you playing that sport, they think this is all of who you are, right? And, right. you know, sports... At some point, sports are sports, right? And people have this thing about athletes being in the box that they can only operate in the box of fulfilling your contract and don't you want to win a ring? And you have a commitment to your teammates and you're doing all this stuff. And and, yeah. and when you break that, people get bewildered or, or they think you're the biggest jackass. And, and I just think I just think for him, he just has to be completely sure about his convictions. You know what I mean? Like, 
Again, it's his, it's his body. It's his decision. We don't make that choice for him. Let him make it and let him be comfortable making that choice. Like if he decides to take yeah. it tomorrow, like who gives a shit? Let him take it tomorrow. Uh, you know, yeah. he takes it you know what I'm saying? Like, he takes it in February. Like he, it's, it's on he, him. He can, exactly. He can change his mind, but then they're going to roast him for that. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Well, you're roasting him for holding out. Now you're roasting him for getting it. Like, get over it. Yeah. And you, know? you, and you saw what, you know you what? Saw what Wiggins, you saw what Wiggins, like, people were roasting Wiggins when he, when he changed up and decided to take it. And I'm like, I even see friends getting mad. And I'm like, why are you getting mad at this guy? Do you, does he owe you money out of that contract? Like, what are you mad <laughs> for? Who cares? Like, like, yo, people are, right now, people are losing, people are, are choosing between, you know what I mean? Like losing their livelihoods or paying their bills because of these yeah. mandates. And it's like, yo, it's, it's a hard decision, man. Like this is not an easy decision for make for everybody, for anybody from even doesn't well, matter if you're a professional athlete or not. It's a hard decision. to if, make. If I, I put on my list cause I didn't understand the question fully and I went a different direction, which I'm glad I did. It's fine. But I had, I had Kyrie slash Patty Mills. Right, that was my list because if Kyrie's not playing, that makes the pickup of Patty Mills for Brooklyn really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I I felt like that was that was two people. It, it wasn't just affecting one, and that's what made the scenario interesting because they have a replacement. Now he's not Kyrie Irving. No, and but you I, know and what? Very, and very few people he, are. He fits pretty good with what they're doing. And then there's talk of the rookie Cam Thomas just being a walking yeah, bucket. Uh, yeah. So, they, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. And Brooklyn is still the favorite, in my mind, in the East. Maybe not by that much over Milwaukee. You know, they're still really good. Yeah. And you know what? Harden can play point guard. I mean, he was doing it last year. He's been doing it the last couple of years. Uh, oh, that's what he's going to do. Brooklyn. So, so for, so for somebody like Patty Mills, like I think it was a great pick, regardless. In, in, even yeah, if they, even if it totally. was, they thought it was insurance for for Irving, like it was a great pick, regardless. He's a spot up shooter. You know, he, he's been in big moments. He can play defense. He can run. You know, he can run the offense if he have to. But he's a professional player. You know what I mean? That can that's still very effective. Yeah. So and, and, and you know what? You're getting him. And I don't know how much Olympics you want. But right. You're getting him to be Olympics, Patty Mills. Which is pretty freaking good. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You're not getting him to be your ball handler. You're getting him to be a shooter running off screens, you know, all of that stuff. Yep. He's, you're absolutely right. Harden's going to handle the ball. I, I had a feeling Harden would have handled the ball even anyway. with Kyrie in the lineup. Yep. And, and Patty Mills, you know, they were going to rest KD or Harden or Kyrie throughout the season. And Patty Mills is a great fitting along with all of those guys. So he's a very interesting piece to that whole equation as well. No, absolutely. So, like, yeah, I, like I said, I, I like the fact that our list is uh, is definitely eclectic. We should do this again next year, and we should keep it just as eclectic. <laughs> I don't want to know your <laughs> list. You don't know my list. We just throw it out there, and whatever happens happens and it could be way different our list is way different but i love it i I love the fact that it's way different yeah i thought it was fun you know before we go i guess i'll let you have your you know being that it's the local team the raptors are back in toronto 
I'll let you say your piece on on what you what you expect from Toronto this season. Ooh, what do I expect from Toronto this season? I mean, more of the this standard Toronto fair, you know. They're going to play hard. They're going to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They're not going to be super sexy. I think I said earlier their offense is not going to be very attractive. Uh, but they are going to be so long, and they're going to get so many turnovers that I don't know that it'll it'll matter. So, you know, I'm taking them for anywhere from 42 to 46 wins. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think the, the the COVID bubble Tampa Bay hangover is over, and you're going to see a really excited team being home and and fans having them home. I'm actually intrigued to see what they're going to do. Um, actually, as well. Um, I'm not going to like give my whole take just yet, but but I- I'm intrigued, and I've been saying this just from how they were moving in terms of the the people they're picking up and stuff. From from the draft and you know people they're picking up in the off season, I, I was actually intrigued. I, I, I'm kind of seeing how Masai's laying this out, you know, and I and I'm like, you know what, I, you know, the, the whole mantra of in Masai we trust. I'm still a believer in that, and on the same time, I'm like, I I, I love the length. I just when just when you looked at the when I was looking at the roster this summer, like in August, I'm like, you know what, I'm like this could be really intriguing. You know, and if and if Siakam yeah. has a a bounce back year, like I don't know what to expect for them. They're like the they're like a wild card. They could be a lottery team, yeah. or they could be literally fighting as like a seventh seed in a playing tournament. Like I I could see yeah. either or. You know what I mean? But but it, but like defensively, like they're not gonna really defensively. They're gonna be a lot of trouble for people. And and I'm I'm looking between oh. that and transition. They're gonna be a lot of trouble and. It's gonna be interesting. It's like I'll save my 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 point for now because this is about you giving your Raptors take. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 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 seeing what they do in this in this new way because it's like they they had to retool, right? Like the Weed of North yeah. era had to like it had to kind of die off a bit, and they had to retool. So this is their retool yeah. period. But they retooled pretty well. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean. If you look at the way they've built the roster, the way Masai has done it, it's similar to some of the teams he built in Denver. Very even, very deep, no real superstar in there. But those Denver teams that he put together were pretty good. Yeah. You know? So uh, I did. I actually did my Atlantic division preview and posted it yesterday. I'm doing it by division. So okay. I've done... Uh, I've done three divisions. I'm going back and forth, east, west, east, west. Okay, okay. So I've got that left to do. I've only been posting it on IG and um, Apple Podcasts, though. Okay. Um, but you know what? Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know what? Definitely thank you for hopping on the app podcast. And, and uh, we'll hey, definitely be doing this me. throughout the season at different points. We'll, we'll figure out when that will be. Um but we'll we'll definitely you know I'll definitely have you back on for um you know for for future episodes and listen man I really enjoyed that Giannis one we did uh, <laughs> after he won Game Six by himself <laughs> I really liked that one because it was like that was, that was amazing I'm I'm I've like a, a, a little small part of me because he's one of my favorite players a a small part of me is still riding the high off that like that was just that was truly amazing <laughs> it really was and I, and I look forward to what he's gonna do this year too. 
He's he's, well, it's, maybe, it's like, they're, they're, he's like I'll say this: they're actually being underrated, which is like crazy to me. But you know, I'll save my thoughts. But they're they're actually underrated right now, which seems nuts. Maybe maybe halfway through the season we should revisit our our list. I'll see where it goes. Yeah, that that's an idea. We we probably will have to do that and be like, yeah, I was I was way off about uh, cat. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But that, it's intriguing. The point is it can go either way. That's true. That's that why true. it's intriguing, right? That's true. So there, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, disclaimers. They win every time. They win every time. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the AV Podcast today. Special shout out goes out to Bill Gagnier for coming on this Saturday edition of this episode to discuss our own list of the most intriguing players going into this NBA season. Now, if you want to check out his show going into this season as he breaks down each division, you can go to his IG handle, which is at BTrain519. That's B-T-R-A-I-N 519 as well. All right. Now, Monday and Tuesday... The release of my annual NBA conference previews will be out. Look out for those as we dive all in to these teams as the season starts on Tuesday night. As Milwaukee gets their NBA championship rings, look out for that one. Please, please, please. And also, if you haven't tuned into yesterday's episode about John Gruden, go check that one out as well as we break down that entire controversy of him walking away from the highest paying coaching job in the NFL due to his avalanche of problematic emails, which includes topless Washington cheerleaders which is in itself I would say really problematic from his position <laughs> uh, check that one out as well uh, thank you for the support listen rate review and subscribe to all of my shows share this out with your friends and also peep the website that houses all of my shows which is at southshoreav.com feel free to dive into those as well once again that is southshoreav.com for Bill Gagnon, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on South Sharaf Radio. All right, until Monday. Peace. We out.